You are listening to Primary Care Perspectives, a podcast where pediatric experts from Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and other guests discuss primary care issues that are on their minds and the hot topics that all pediatricians see affecting their daily practice. This podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and is not to be considered as medical advice for any particular patient. Clinicians must rely on their own informed clinical judgment in making recommendations to their patients. Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Lockwood, a primary care pediatrician at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and today I'm talking about chalking your walk-in. Joining me is Katie Wu Costello. Thank you so much for joining me today, Katie. Thank you, Katie. Happy to be here. So for those who are unfamiliar with Chalk in Your Walk-In, this is a project that Katie started doing during the pandemic. She does this on her own. It's not actually affiliated with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, although that is where she works with me. And in this project, she writes inspirational messages in chalk on the sidewalk near the South Street Bridge in Philadelphia, which is a route, if you don't live in Philadelphia, that many healthcare workers walk on their way to work to both the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania and Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Is that a pretty accurate description, Katie, of your project? That's exactly what it is. Great. So as I mentioned, you're a pediatric nurse practitioner in the CHOP emergency department. And as if you didn't have enough going on during the pandemic, you started chalking these inspirational messages so that healthcare workers would see something on their way to work. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind this project. Well, back in January and March of 2020, when we didn't know very much about what to expect with COVID-19, I think all healthcare employees can attest to the fact that we were all a little nervous. We were all a little bit anxious because we just weren't sure what to anticipate. So I thought about the people who are walking over the South Street Bridge from this very residential portion to the Hospital University of Pennsylvania, to the VA, to... Presbyterian Hospital, and of course, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, that sort of like pit in your stomach feeling of, I'm nervous, you know, about to walk in here for 12 hours, put in all this PPE, hope that I don't get my family member sick when I come home. I don't know how sick my patients are going to be. And I wanted to do something to make them smile on their way in, something that they could just stop for a moment and breathe and be reminded that it's going to be okay. The rest of the world had gone into a lockdown mode and people were working from home, but it was the doctors, the nurses, the respiratory therapists, the social workers, our environmental staff, our security staff who were walking over that bridge going to work. And it was a little bit lonely and I wanted to do something to remind them that people were really rooting for them and encouraging them. That's so great. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you about this is because it is such an important symbol of how we care for each other as humans and particularly within healthcare. And I know that you've given so much inspiration to folks during these really challenging months, now years. And I wonder who inspires you? Actually, um, the children inspire me. They're just so resilient. And for them, they just are a little bit unfazed by what's going on. My kids just want to do what's best for the community and for their peers and their grandparents. And they continue to play and interact with their friends now with masks on. And even during lockdown when their schools were closed and I rearranged my schedule so that I was only working evenings and weekends so that my mom didn't have to come inside my house. 
they still had fun and made the most of it. There was just, they weren't upset or scared. They just continued to have fun. And so they, children really are my inspiration. Spoken like someone who works with children professionally too. I think we all are so inspired by the kids who we have at home, but also at work with us. Now you involve your kids in this project, often having them with you when you chalk or having them help do the chalking. So why has it been important to involve them? My kids have been with me since the beginning. The playgrounds were closed and it started out as our exercise where they would get on their scooters or their bicycles and we would go on, you know, a mile long ride and we'd end at the Roberts building where it was safe and I could see them. So they started to know that, oh, what are we going to chalk this week? And what are you going to write? And can I draw something? What can I draw? So it's been really fun for me to involve them and let them see that the small random act of kindness does impact people because almost every time I'm out there, somebody stops and says, thank you. And now they understand that you can have an impact on a complete and total stranger. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel like that has translated when you're working as a pediatric provider? What are some of the messages of hope and encouragement that you give to kids when you see them during the pandemic? I think for the children, I've just kind of reminded them that this is going to pass. I actually think that I've had the most impact on some of the teenagers, especially at this phase in the pandemic. You know, I always just incorporate into my history taking vaccine status. And, you know, I've had several of them say, oh, I'm not interested. And I can take a moment and I can say, oh, why is that? And, you know, most of your audience knows teenagers feel like they're invincible and, that they're not going to get sick if they get it and they'll be fine. But I've been able to stop and say to them, your great-grandparents lined up and got vaccinated so that we don't have to worry about the smallpox and we don't have to worry about polio. Mm-hmm. This is not just about you anymore. This is about your community and the people around you and your grandparents and your peers who cannot get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So it's been really impactful in that way that I've been able to reach some of the teenagers, and now even some of the younger people who are approved to get the vaccine and their parents. It's been great. That's great. And you mentioned that people have been thanking you for this project, especially when they see you doing the chalking. What feedback have you heard from people who see these messages? When I first started the Instagram, it's really when I started getting a lot of people direct messaging me and saying, oh my gosh, back in April, I work in the ICU at the adult hospital and This was so meaningful to me, and it really, really helped me get through some of the tough days when I would be walking into work as the sun is rising and be anxious and nervous and knowing that people are out there thinking about us Mm -hmm. and then coming home from work, the same thing. So I've definitely had a lot of strangers reach out and people stop me on the bridge and say, oh my gosh, you're the person who's been chalking, or (laughs) I'll be working in the emergency department and, you know, resident will figure out and say, oh my gosh, you're the chalker. You know, my kids joke <laughs> that I'm a celebrity and I tell them I'm actually not, but you know, within our community and, you know, hyper-locally within the two hospitals, maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, now the Instagram account, as you mentioned, it's not only expanded your reach, but it has put a face to the person behind these messages where people didn't know necessarily where they were coming from. So it really has expanded how much you can reach others and influence others. Do you know if that has led to inspiring anyone else to do this, maybe at other institutions? Or do you have any advice for somebody who might want to do something similar? 
it's been actually really fun for me to get to know other chalk artists around the nation. And um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing it around the hospitals, but also just in their local parks. So it's been fun to follow other artists. I did give a virtual talk to some first graders at a local school and they were really inspired. So they did a bunch of their own chalk messages. So that was really fun for me to be able to see what they came up with. And, you know, we talked a lot about how I don't just go out there and, you know, don't have something planned. I talked about what I want to write and what I want it to sort of look like. And it doesn't always work out that way, Mm -hmm. but it was fun for me to share it with them and then see what they could do with it. That's great. I love that you're helping inspire kids too to do something similar because it is something that they can do with their families, even at their, you know, local level of their school or their home, wherever they want. So what have been some of the most popular messages that you've talked? I think right around the time of the election, I tried to be nonpartisan, but I did want to encourage people to vote and remind them deadlines for Mm -hmm. registering to vote, as well as when voting was occurring or the mail-in ballots were due. And then when RBG passed away, Mm. um, I did an RBG quote, and that was really a nice tribute to her, and it was pretty popular and shared a lot. Mm. That's great. I love that it's not only just about inspiration, but also about civic duty sometimes. And those are really meaningful messages that have a big impact. Yeah, exactly. For me, it was interesting how the breadth of the audience changed. So it wasn't just geared towards healthcare workers at that point. It was a larger Mm -hmm. audience. It was students who were walking into class and people who were back in the office working. So I tried to expand my audience a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a very high traffic area. So you, you have a big audience looking at those messages on the way. Well, have there been any blunders or mistakes along the way? Um, there was two different occasions where one of my kids came over and started drawing. And it was so funny because my initial reaction was like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? Which is hilarious as a parent and a pediatric provider. But we were able to turn it into something to incorporate it into the design. Right. It's a good lesson in flexibility for you and the children. Exactly. (laughs) So when do you think this project will be finished for you? I keep joking that I don't think I will ever stop chalking. My (laughs) children are back in school in person, thank goodness, and doing great. So they become less and less when they were home with me. We were doing it once weekly, and then we spread them out a little bit. And anytime they have a half day or anytime they're around, we've gone out there and done something. But also it's been really fun. I've had a couple people reach out to me for different events that they're doing, or, um, you know, I chalked with Dilly, Chop's facility dog, Mm. and his handler to come out. So that was really fun. I don't know if I'll ever completely stop. It probably won't be as frequent, but Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to continue to get out there now that it's become a little passion project. Yeah, that's great. And there's always need for that sort of inspiration. And as I mentioned, this may seem like a small random act of kindness, but it's really symbolic of how we as healthcare providers cared for each other during this pandemic. In what ways have you been cared for by your coworkers and what's the impact of that support on your wellness? I think from the beginning, we were constantly checking in with each other and it hasn't just been within my immediate colleagues. It's been me checking in with the 
nurses that I went to school with who, you know, I may not be in contact with that often, but shooting them a text message or how are you, how are you holding up, mm-hmm. just taking that minute to check in with one another. And as a group, we've tried to continue to do, obviously it was virtual happy hours or outdoor happy hours when the weather got nicer, just to continue to connect in person. We did a cake tasting, a virtual cake tasting where, mm. you know, I made sure that everybody got a couple of pieces of cake from a local bakery and we all got to do that together. Or we did a Zoom yoga session where one of the other nurse practitioners led a yoga session for us. And then afterwards we just stayed on and chatted. So just continuing to connect with people who were going through some of the same things that you were going through was really helpful. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I love all the creative ideas there about how to stay connected. And it's been one of, I think, the fun things that have come out of this pandemic is that we are thinking creatively about how we can stay connected to people who are both near and far. Now, this podcast is educational and you're a fellow educator. So what do you think that we can all learn from Chalk and Your Walk-In? I think it's so important. It, I mean, it sounds a little trite, but to continue to have hobbies and continue to have these passion projects. You know, Mm -hmm. I have so many colleagues who have sort of reconnected with their love for cooking or for baking or for knitting. It's just the things that you do to de-stress and do something different than what you do. And then also, like you were saying, a little bit of community service or doing something for your community Prior to COVID, you know, we always, as a group of nurse practitioners, we would go to the Ronald McDonald House and cook a meal or sign up for a local park cleanup together to connect outside of work and to do something nice for our community that we serve. You know, recently we assembled activity kits and toiletry kits that we're going to drop off at the Ronald McDonald House. So I think when you do something where you're giving so much of yourself during work, It's also important to take care of yourself and to continue to do things that bring you joy and don't ever forget that or lose it. And it's never too late to pick up a new hobby. Mm -hmm. Those are great points. Well, I think that we can both agree that we'd love to dedicate this and give lots of thanks to all of the healthcare workers, first responders, and essential workers during the pandemic. And as a CHOP pediatrician, I I'm always so grateful for my colleagues like you in the emergency department at CHOP and all of the work that you all continue to do every day, always very busy. And I appreciate that you have taken on this random act of kindness that's given so many people hope, inspiration, and joy during difficult times. So thank you for what you do. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I love doing it. So everyone can check out Chalk and Your Walk-In either on the South Street Bridge or on Instagram. Thanks for joining us today, Katie. Thanks for having me, Katie. Thank you for listening to this episode of Primary Care Perspectives. You can download and subscribe to future episodes on iTunes or visit chop.edu slash podcast for a listing of all episodes. I look forward to our next chat. 